Good morning, everyone. Thanks, Musos. Give me a big smile. I've decided this um, later in life, I prefer conversations over coffee and tables than getting up here. So just pretend we're at a cafe and we're having a chit chat, all right? We can eyeball each other and, and chat together. One of the most um, outstanding moments of my life was way, way back in 1976. Some of you were just twinkles in eyes back then. <laughs> um, I was 15 years old. Stop doing the maths now, okay? 15 years old and I was, it was a Sunday night service and um, I went up with a hungry heart to receive the Holy Spirit. And the most wonderful, powerful, life-transforming thing happened to me. The Holy Spirit came upon me, filled my life. I spoke in tongues and I've never looked back since. And I was raised in a very Pentecostal church and I'm very grateful for that and we strongly you know believed and practiced the speaking in tongues and and the power gifts and ministries and signs and wonders were were every day to us but I want to encourage you this morning that being Pentecostal is not only about speaking in tongues it's not only about the power gifts and prophecy and things like that. There is an aspect to the Holy Spirit that I have found more powerful in my life than anything else. And that is my daily relationship with the Holy Spirit and allowing Him to work in my life. And today I want to talk to you about your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Let's just pray. Father God, we just thank you that your presence is here with us today. And Lord, as we've worshipped, we've awakened our focus and set it on you this morning. And so now we say, help us to be big receivers, Lord, of everything you want to speak to us and, and deposit in our hearts and spirits today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Um. Have you ever found yourself driving? I do, I do bridging road a minimum of 10 times a week. And um, I was driving down the other day and I literally had this moment where I realised I wasn't even thinking about my driving. I was like thinking about something completely different and then I had this scary realisation, Irene, <laughs> I know you drive this road a lot, but the familiarity of it... And um, I'm like, wow, that's scary that even driving this car, I can actually be totally mindless about, you know, what I'm doing. And I check back in real quick. <laughs> but the thought came to me, sometimes our Christian walk with Jesus can become a bit like that. The familiarity of that journey we can become a little bit mindless. We can be 
refocused. We can be thinking about something very, very different. But Jesus wants us to be very intentional and very focused about our Christian life. Um, I was at a women's retreat recently and the weekend was all about spending time away with God and the theme was um, speak Lord, I'm listening. And we had a wonderful time together but one of the feedback from one of our ladies really touched my heart and I want to read it to you. She said this about her weekend away listening to God. She said, God constantly reminded me of the Spirit's voice, that it's always speaking. Even if I've tuned out or become unsure, every time I asked, he spoke. Whether through prompting pictures, a moment, someone else's words, a prayer, I felt the most adventurous I ever have up till this point in my life and want to continue to be as open as possible to whatever Holy Spirit is sharing with me in any moment. I read that and I'm like, that is what our Christian life is meant to be like. And sometimes our relationship with the Holy Spirit is a little bit like saving the planet and climate change. We, we think it's a great idea. We really believe in it. But to actually bring it home and apply it to our everyday life is not so easy because there's changes and shifts that we have to make if we are serious and intentional about those things and so too with our life in the Holy Spirit. In John 16, 7, Jesus said this, here's the truth. This is the Passion Translation. He says, but here's the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. For if I don't go away, the divine encourager, the comforter, the Holy Spirit, will not be released to you. I've always thought how wonderful it must have been to be a disciple, like literally there in the flesh, living and walking with Jesus. I think that would have been amazing. With being with Jesus in person. But Jesus quite clearly here told his disciples he had to go so the Holy Spirit would be released. The message version puts it like this. Let me say it again, this truth. It's better for you that I leave. If I don't leave, the friend won't come. But if I go, I'll send him to you. The New Living Translation puts it like this. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away. Because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And you know, just as we perhaps have a moment in time where we notice that shift, where we begin to choose to follow Jesus, 
There needs to be a moment in time in our lives where we decide we are going to receive the Holy Spirit who Jesus has sent to be our friend, our helper, our advocate, and everything Jesus has purposed for Holy Spirit to be in our lives. Our everyday life should be one that is characterised by Holy Spirit's presence and voice speaking and leading us. It's not just a nice idea. The Holy Spirit isn't just a nice idea. He's the living presence of God in our lives. And as we're intentional and cooperate and invite His work into our lives, my goodness, life looks different. It's amazing. I want to read you some verses from John 16, 5 to 16. But now that I'm about to leave you and go back to join the one who sent me, you need to be told, these are Jesus' words, Yet not one of you are asking me where I'm going. Instead, your hearts are filled with sadness because I've told you these things. But here's the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away, for if I don't go away, the divine encourager will not be released to you. But after I depart, I will send him to you, and when he comes, he will expose sin And prove that the world is wrong about God's righteousness and his judgments. Sin, because they refuse to believe in who I am. God's righteousness, because I'm going back to join the Father and you'll see me no longer. And judgment, because the ruler of this dark world has already received his sentence. Woohoo! There is so much more. I would like to say to you, but it's more than you can grasp at this moment. But when the truth-giving spirit comes, he will unveil the reality of every truth within you. He won't speak his own message, but only what he hears from the Father. And he will reveal prophetically to you what is to come. He will glorify me on the earth, for he will receive from me what is mine and reveal it to you. Everything that belongs to the Father belongs to me. That's why I say that the divine encourager will receive what is mine and reveal it to you. Soon you won't see me any longer, but then after a little while, you'll see me in a new way. There are three powerful reasons we need to be very intentional about our everyday relationship with the Holy Spirit. In fact, there's probably many more, but these three I'd like us to have a look at this morning. The first is this. We know as we celebrate around communion that Jesus paid the price and he is the victor. He is victorious over the curse of sin in this world. It's done and dusted. But you know what? The Holy Spirit in our lives comes comes to end 
the outworking of the curse on our everyday human life. That's why he is so essential for the Christian. In that verse, the the word Holy Spirit or parakletos is a legal term meaning the advocate, the one who advocates for you and I. But I also love the Aramaic term here for Holy Spirit. And listen to this. Because I wondered why does the Passion Translation actually translate that word as another saviour? I'm like, oh, is that a bit heretical? There's only one saviour, right? But if you go back to the Aramaic word here, it is paraglita. And guess what that means? Listen to this. It's taken from two root words. Para, to end, to finish, or to save. And lita, which means the curse. The Holy Spirit's job in you and I today, he is the redeemer. He is another kind of saviour who ends the power of the curse in our human life. Selah, think about that for a moment. That is why Jesus said those words. It is so important that I leave. I've dealt with the curse. The end is done and dusted. But while you are living in this world, you need the power of the Holy Spirit in your everyday life because He will daily save you from the curse the effects of that. Anyone here today struggling with sin? Every single one of us, all of us, internal battles, attitude, thoughts, heart stuff. The key to overcoming in this life is our relationship with Holy Spirit. Now, our Pentecostal faith focuses on speaking in tongues and prophecy and spiritual gifts, which is awesome. And I love every inch of it. But the most powerful, miraculous transformation that can happen to a person in this world is meeting the Holy Spirit and allowing that transformation to take place every day as we live in his power and obey God's word. We have to move from being that auto-Christian, driving along the familiar road. We have to become intentional and focused and invite Holy Spirit continually into every little detail of our lives. The Holy Spirit was sent by Jesus to live in us, to be our intimate friend, our companion, our counsellor, our comforter, our encourager, our helper. I love the family of God, but you don't come anywhere close to the Holy Spirit's intimate relationship in a life. Why? Why do we need this? Well, we're reminded by Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, 
3 to 6. He says, For although we live in the natural realm right now, we don't wage a military campaign with human weapons using manipulation to achieve our aims. Instead, our spiritual weapons are energised with divine power to effectively dismantle the defences behind which people hide. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture like prisoners of war every thought that, and, and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. Since we are armed with such dynamic weaponry, we stand ready to punish any trace of rebellion as soon as we choose complete obedience. That is an awesome idea. I wish my walk looked like that. But it can. We don't have to live in the realm of wishes as Christians because the Holy Spirit's intention is for every single one of us to live in a realm where we are so connected that he is so much a part of our life, intimately relational with us, that he begins to influence the way we think, the way our heart feels, our attitudes, all of that is meant to come under the power of Holy Spirit. This, this sanctifying work, this cleaning up of our insides, setting us apart as different to the world. We are meant to look different. We have the Holy Spirit in our lives. Our lives have been awakened. Our spirit has been awakened to something this world doesn't get. We are not meant to think like the world, feel like the world, speak like the world, live like the world. We are different. And it's the Holy Spirit in us that Jesus has sent that makes that difference. John 14 verses 15 to 17 says this. Again, Jesus' words. He says, Loving me empowers you to obey my commands. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another saviour. The Holy Spirit of truth, who will be to you a friend just like me. And he will never leave you. The world won't receive him because they can't see him or know him. But you, you will know him intimately. Because he will make his home in you. And he will live inside you. What a promise. What a power. What an incredible life to think we can live in the power of the Holy Spirit moment by moment every day of our lives. It's not just a nice idea. That's what Jesus planned when he left and he sent his Holy Spirit to us. So number one, Holy Spirit comes to end the work of the curse in our everyday lives and give us victory over the sin. 
You know, Judas had the best pastor on the planet, Jesus. He walked with Jesus. Judas had the best leader, yeah? Wouldn't you call Jesus the best leader who ever lived? The best counsellor? He was right there. The best advisor? He had the best bunch of friends on the 12 disciples. Yet he failed. The problem was not the leadership. The problem wasn't the church he went to or the people around his circle of life. Because if your attitude and character don't change as a Christian, if your heart doesn't transform, you will always be the same. But Jesus' plan for this intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit who works on our thoughts, works on our attitudes, works on our heart, it's expressed in our behaviour and we become the kind of person Jesus has planned for us to be. A life spent in relationship with the Holy Spirit results in powerful transformation and positive alignment of everything in my life that doesn't please God and doesn't bless others. Pretty much that's it. I really wish I could show you a before and after video, but I can't. My, my best soulmate on the planet, we've been married 24 years, he's seen a bit of the before and after, but I'd love to show you the whole spiel because the person I am today is so far from that 15-year-old who received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And, it's, and, and not that I was always cooperative. I was stubborn. I butted heads. I refused. I denied. I did it all. But the transformation of those difficult things in my life that I have seen Holy Spirit target and change blow me away. <laughs> Only me and God know. And I'm still on that journey and he's still at work. It's a lifelong journey, but it's wonderful. The second thing and reason that we need this intimate relationship with Holy Spirit is that he reveals truth. He reveals truth. The only hope Satan has on a child of God like you and I is to trick us into believing lies. That's his only, that's the only weapon he's got. His lies always contradict the word of God. The Holy Spirit's job, he's called the spirit of truth. Jesus said is to reveal truth to us. We need the Holy Spirit to teach us truth, teach us everything. Everything about Jesus, about Father God about the kingdom, about this world we live in now, we need the Holy Spirit on that. But we need to learn to hear his voice. And the benefit of learning to hear and recognise the Holy Spirit's voice is this. We can then discern and distinguish the other voices. If we don't recognise the Holy Spirit's voice of truth then it's very, very difficult to discern the other voices. And there's plenty of them. Our flesh has a voice, yeah? Romans 
Paul puts it like this. I discern another power operating in my humanity, waging war against the moral principles of my conscience and bringing me into captivity as a prisoner to the law of sin. This unwelcome truder in my humanity. We all have the flesh. We live in our human existence and our flesh has a voice. Yeah? And it's all about making the flesh happy. And then there's the devil. He has a voice too. Peter tells us this, be well balanced and always alert because your enemy, the devil, roars around incessantly like a roaring lion looking for its prey to devour. He is a liar and a deceiver. So the flesh wants us to agree with it. The devil wants us to agree with his lies. And neither of them want us ever to agree with Holy Spirit. That's the battle we live and walk every day. When we listen to the flesh, we live a life of pride and self-focus. When we listen to the devil and his lying spirits, we live in defeat and fear. He always embellishes our flesh. So the devil will plant lies and then embellish the flesh. And if we listen to the voice of our flesh, off we go. Defeat and fear. But we are new people. Woohoo! In Jesus. We're children of God because of Jesus. We live by the Spirit of God. We live in His grace and in His forgiveness. Every one of us here today is still tempted every day to believe the lies from the devil. I want to take a moment. Would you close your eyes for me? And I'm just going to invite Holy Spirit right now. We're not going to take long. Holy Spirit, right now, show me a lie I'm agreeing with that is damaging my life. He will speak. He'll drop something into your heart. Things like, I'm stupid. I can't do anything. It runs in my family. I'll never be able to stop this. I'm such a failure. God doesn't care. I'm worthless. I'm not loved. I can never change. I can never be forgiven. I deserve to feel happy. Other Christians are doing it. Freedom is impossible. My past is unredeemable. God isn't really good. God only blesses special people. Lies, lies and more lies. And yet there are moments in our life we believe this stuff. We give the devil a foothold and we believe it. And we forget whose we are and the Holy Spirit that Jesus has given 
into our lives to fix all this, to come in with truth and get rid of the lies. The more sensitive we are to the Holy Spirit's voice, the quicker we will overcome the lies. Jesus said this to the Jews who believed in him. When you continue to embrace all that I teach, you prove that my, uh, you are my true followers. For if you embrace the truth, it will release more freedom into your lives. We need to be people of the truth. Not only outwardly, but internal conversations, internal thoughts. People of the truth. Don't believe the devil's lies. We need the Holy Spirit to fill our lives with truth. And finally, number three, the Holy Spirit reveals Jesus to us. We read in those verses, Jesus said, He will glorify me on the earth. He will receive from me what is mine and reveal it to you. Everything that belongs to the Father belongs to me. That's why I say that the divine encourager will receive what is mine and reveal it to you. We live in an incredible dispensation, an incredible season and age in history where the Holy Spirit is in the earth. And I would fear to ever fear what this earth would be like if Holy Spirit was removed. That day is coming, the Bible tells us. But for now, he is in the earth and his job is to reveal Jesus and draw people. In the latter days of my father's life, so my dad was a strong World War II Polish Catholic. Got the picture? Strong man. I don't come any more strong and stubborn. And we prayed for him for 20, 30 years. Never knew really what was going on on the inside. But then in his 80s, one day, he said at the table, kitchen table, um, I want to get baptised like you. And his eyes about fell off my chair. And uh, he literally, man, he wanted to give his heart to Jesus and go down in the waters of baptism. So at 85 years old, after years of prayer and wondering, is he ever going to get this? He did. And he was baptised. But you know what? It was preceded by some incredible dreams that he had. And in his dream, he'd hear someone knocking. So, so vivid was the dream. He'd actually get out of bed and go to the front door and see who was there. And he had this reoccurring dream. And my mum, who was a very spiritual lady, twigged. And one day she said to him, John, you know, that's Jesus knocking on the door of your life and he wants you to open it and let him in. And that's what preceded his, you know, wonderful um, salvation and turning to God. Jesus wants people to draw near to him. Jesus sent 
the Holy Spirit in his eternal purposes to get the attention of the world and to draw them to Jesus. That's what he's busy doing. And then there's that ongoing revelation that you and I as followers of Jesus, we live in. The ongoing revelation. You want to go deeper in your relationship with Jesus? You want to know him better and understand his ways? I'll say it boldly today. You won't do it without the Holy Spirit. You can read all the books on the planet about Jesus. You can read your Bible from cover to cover. You'll get lots of information But our intimate relationship with Jesus only ever grows and deepens by the Holy Spirit's revelation. You cannot do a day in your life, Christian, without the Holy Spirit. We need him to speak. We need him to daily finish off that curse that still impacts our lives. We need to know his voice so we can discern and and know what the other voices are. And we need him to reveal Jesus to us in deeper and greater ways. You know, the Holy Spirit stays with us. He never leaves us. He continually renews and strengthens our efforts. We have to cooperate and participate in what he wants to do. We have to choose obedience to the things he reveals to us. If we don't obey, we're tying his hands, working in our life. We have to cooperate and participate. The Holy Spirit wants to be actively involved in our everyday lives. And, you know, this morning you may not remember much of the details, and we don't, (laughs) of messages and sermons that are preached But if you can take away this one thing this morning, that every day we need to be intentional about our relationship with Holy Spirit. I've started doing something for quite a few months now as routine and I'm I'm training myself. And, And sometimes I do this 10, 20 times a day. The minute I sense something shifting in me, when I'm not sensing that love, the joy, the peace, the power in my life, there's a prayer I immediately pray. I pray it first thing in the morning when my eyes open. And this really works for me and I wanna share it with you today. And you can take hold of it and and many people around the world have taken hold of this same intentional prayer. You can word it and form it, make it look like whatever works for you. But it's simply this. When I open my eyes in the morning, I say, Father God, awaken my spirit today. I don't want to live in the power of my flesh. I don't want to be at the mercy of the devil's lies. I want Holy Spirit to have a hold of my life today. And I bless my spirit to lead my soul and my body into all the promises 
and everything you have for me. That's my prayer, first thing in the morning. And every time I try, I'm still a work in progress, but every time I sense that peace of God shift out of my heart, that's where I go. I just bless my soul right now. I awaken my spirit. Holy Spirit, what, what is it that's robbing me right now of what God has for me? I ask Him and He speaks because He wants to speak to us. And then I say, Holy Spirit, take that. Take that from me right now. What is it that you want to give me? What do you want to replace that with in my life? And it's always something on the back of His love, His peace, His strength, His wisdom. So I wonder if you'd stand with me as we just finish. Being intentional and helping ourselves with routine and practice and disciplines in our life that keep us alert to the Holy Spirit and that intimate relationship. Would you put your hand on your head? And repeat with me, I bless my spirit to lead my soul and body in unity with Holy Spirit into all the promises of God, the forgiveness and freedom in my life through Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thanks, Jordy. Pastor Irene, another round of applause. That was an incredible word. As we close this morning, I feel there's two things that we need to do. 